Hey mom, how's it going? I know I said I wouldn't write anymore, but something wild just happened. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Guess who just showed up in Absinthia? That's right, my real dad. I bet you feel silly now by yourself in that castle all alone. I hear the Genasi treat humans in the castle the way humans treat moles outside the castle. Everything's great here in Absinthia. Me and my real dad are hanging out all the time. He's teaching me how to do all kinds of grown-up man things, like hunt and fish and tie ropes and all those kind of things. Things dad never taught me. He was too busy with the mine. Oh man, it would kill him to see us now, just having quality father-son time. It's, it's great. It's so good. I love it. And Corton's popular with the Tarek here, too. They love him. He's the center of this new social movement. It's called the Path of the Joining. It's, it's a little complicated to explain. I don't really understand it all the way yet, but Jimmy was telling me it has to do with all the ropes they're always tying. So I'm going to get pretty good at that, and then I'll probably be a leader in it too. Maybe if you take him back, we can be a real family again. And then you can come out here, and we can rule all of Absinthia the way the God King rules the castle. Except you won't be alone anymore. You'll be with us. And all our ropes. On an unrelated note, I know I said I didn't want Dad sending me any money, and I didn't need birthday presents anymore, because I'm a grown-up now. But Corton has the same walking stick that that my fake dad had. I think they're really fashionable this season. If you come visit from the castle, do you think you can bring me one? Not only is it very stylish, but I know it has a secret blade inside. It's so cool. Just like Corton. My real dad. Who's ready to be normal? <laughs> I maybe have a normal one in me. Nobody here, bitch. We'll see. Was that a choice? Because I never, I never really saw it as a choice. I would have picked that. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I totally would have picked fucking normal if I could have picked. You're all sellouts. I would never choose to be normal. <laughs> really? Fuck off. You're lying. You'd love to be normal. <laughs> We would all love to be normal. Oh, look at me. I'm Austin. I like to start things on time and then follow the checklist. You'd want to be normal. Oh, that's not what I meant by normal. Oh, yeah, you would want to be normal. Yeah, you, yeah. Hang on. Wait, wait. If if I'm normal, that also means I don't have an awareness or understanding of how shitty it is to be normal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're happy as yeah. clams. Normal yeah, they're people. normal all the way. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to not be, like, constantly... Stabbing myself in the heart with my emotions over and over I, and over. I love me some white bread and James Blunt, me being a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last we left this adventure, the party went to a sewing circle and Absinthia. Oh, yeah. We made a, the Beans family quilt. We made a big quilt. It actually went really well. Like Staples is uh, really 
finding something outside of violence that she enjoys. Uh, the party talked about the map that Bramwell found and decided to go to the spa to the north. Uh, everything is looking up. The cult, uh, the, the path of the joining is spreading throughout the Turek community. Uh, really, everything was going your way until the doors opened and a genie floated in. Uh, and then it kind of looked bad. Okay, I was too slow on the update because I had to mute my microphone, but like it's spreading like a social disease throughout the community. At what point does the genie give us wishes? <laughs> okay, so that's a common misconception. That's a racist thing to say Oops. in D&D. <laughs> the genies hate that when you bring up wishes. Well, I mean, I'm not in D&D. I'm Laura. I'm sat at a computer. I know genies from other pieces of media. When do they give me wishes? I'm trying to remember if it's a Magic the Gathering flavor text or is in the Monster Manual. It says, uh, w- wishes do go on, they amuse me so, or something. Just like the genie being like, wow, I'd love to hear about the wishes you want. And I'm not going to grant them, but... Tell me all about them. But no, that's not that's not what's happening. This is the Abbot, who is an air genie, a djinn, more specifically, a genie. Um, and this, this person's blue uh, from the waist down. They are a gently twirling whirlwind from the waist up. They are a very thin man with long claws. Um, this person kind of glides into the room. And because, Bramwell, when you uh, went and picked up this map, you also found the intake paperwork for the Thriller Bark, and you ate it? Yes. If you'll recall. So what's that's actually it's very funny how how important that turned out to be because if he had when he came through the you know the gates uh, had seen that you know he'd just be like what's going on here just show me the you know the paperwork I'm the God King's most trusted advisor he would have seen that the thriller bark which is Amy's ship is here and is like on the crew is a mole and a uh, kobold that would have immediately been red flags uh, but because you ate that paperwork <laughs> the abbot just glides into the room and says. Sir Knight, what a pleasant surprise. The Turek, lo- the Turek lost your paperwork. I didn't know you'd be here. That's understandable. There's a lot of paperwork going around, you know. It's hard not to have some of it to get this place. Good to see you. Look like you've been working out. Those new, <laughs> those new delt wind pipes you've got there, whatever wind spiral thing you've got going on where your legs should be. <laughs> yeah, he, fl- he flexes his whirlwind is like oh yeah it's big boy season <laughs> oh i can see I, now let me see your squat form um okay so he very quickly he's going to catch on because it's just the four of you in in this room you actually specifically asked the Turek to give you some space so you could look at this map and so they cleared out the sewing circle locale so this is uh, things could have broken down a lot differently here he could enter the scene suspicious he could enter the scene with witnesses uh but you've got him alone and unaware for the moment but he's going to quickly catch on something's wrong when he like takes a good look at court and lola and i guess also vindros because thrycreen would not normally be in the company of a knight uh, but right now he sees you know someone in uh the wolfram's armor you know the the knight's armor and he, he's disarmed temporarily and so austin i have a question yeah can i roll stealth to just like sneak behind the curtains out of sight <laughs> uh sure i can i get in on this but instead of going to the curtains of vendros can i just hide me and the animals under the quilt just like a pile of dirty laundry i rolled a 15 to sidle away just out of sight behind some curtains <laughs> you i mean lola if you want to roll stealth too let's let's see I'm how this goes it. I'm about to go, uh, I'm about to do it. I hope this goes well. 19! 
I have a pile of dirty laundry. Okay, so with 19 and 15, uh, the abbot enters and uh, with a whooshing noise, starts gliding over, sees Bramwell, starts coming towards him, and Lola and Vindros just, de- like, <laughs> non- like, inconspicuously kind of duck out. Like, they don't do it uh, quickly. They kind of just like, oh, we're just, you know, the help, and we just melt into the background like a butler or maid would do. You know, it's it's yeah. very natural. You don't draw that much attention you to You don't yourself. make a big deal out of it. You act as if you're meant to be there while you're leaving the location. Yeah. Uh, Corton's going to turn to Bramwell and, and bow his head slightly and say, Sir Bramwell, if you need anything, I'll be outside. <laughs> and just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are geniuses. <laughs> yeah, this has turned out way differently than I thought it would. <laughs> Um, because I was like, okay, it's after this boss fight, everyone's going to level up, <laughs> but, oh, we still can. Yeah, we've, we've leveled up as a, th- as a reward for being so clever and stealthy. <laughs> all right. So w- let's see how, let's see how Bramwell does now. Because yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have left me alone. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with you. We're just hiding. The abbot says to you. I just got back from delivering some of the God King's experiments to Queen Consort Denise up north. Have you seen these things? They're half crystal, half dirty madmen. It's quite sordid business. I I have only heard tale of their legends. They're cannibals, are they not? That's disgusting, degenerates. But let's let's see what happens. Either they turn into rocks, or they they kill these revolutionaries. Works out either way. I just gave them a lift. So you drop them off nearby? Are they not a threat to this to the spa uh, to Absinthia? <laughs> they're they're no threat to the queen. The queen consort is perhaps the deadliest person in the country, besides, of course, our god king. So this is the one who stayed loyal to him. Yeah, through process of elimination, we've we've come to understand Amy's mother is dead, Marcel's mother has fled the country, and uh, Sabrina's mother went missing. So, interesting. Is there anything I can do to aid you in this, or are you just stopping by for a short visit? I was just stopping in to get some supplies before I head back. I was thorough through this community. No signs of insurrection here. The the Turek follow orders. They seem to enjoy their lot in life. So yeah, so like all of the uh the the conclave of these genies have like their own specialty. You know that uh the friar was a, was an expert in torture. I don't know if you you don't know the abbot's specialty necessarily, but he says they may enjoy themselves, they may not. It doesn't really matter. We have their men folks, so either the people back home behave or we send them off somewhere else to die for us, so. Oh, that sounds like everything's quite in order. All right, so to wrap this up, uh, Bramwell, can I get a deception, I guess, to get out of this situation without any violence at all? Can I do some push-ups instead and do athletics? <laughs> Chris. Hey, hey, Chris. don't worry. It- I got a 15. A gentleman is always doing push-ups. It's the rule. It would have yeah. been fine if you'd fucked up because there's a Vindras ready to leap out from the curtains. You'd have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Well, no, I could have swept the legs, but he doesn't. Would have it been legs. like a magic trick. Ah, oh, you're alone in the room. Aha, here I am. <laughs> Break out the vacuum cleaner and suck it. <laughs> All right, 
So, Bramwell, how do you get uh, the abbot to leave Absinthia and avoid this cool boss fight I had prepared for you? Uh, I'd be like, oh, let's catch up. Let's reminisce. Let's talk about things on your way out, you know? It's, you know, move and groove. We all got things to do, but no reason we can't spare this quick time together. I'm going to walk you to your ship. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's great. Gentlemen's fifth rule, never leave a guest unattended. <laughs> You know what? Brilliant. Okay, so you walk uh, the abbot to his skiff, and you see on board that he has some um, genasi who are kind of his crew who you would have had to deal with if you disappeared their leader. Uh, that would have been a whole complication to this. No no big deal. Just let me just throw all this preparation in, in the trash. It's fine. We love you, Austin. No, it's good. This is what I like, why I like the show because we're, you aren't just adding jokes to my novel. We're actually <laughs> telling a story together. It's great. Uh, but yeah, the abbot gets on. It, a thing you notice about him, or actually, roll insight, Bramble, to see if how much of this you get because you've you've won. I'm not going to take that from you, but I wonder how much you get. Uh, eight. I rolled pretty low on insight, Nothing. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, not not particularly well. Uh, so you don't know much about uh the abbot. As like a particular skill set, you don't know how fierce of a combatant he would be or like what he has up his sleeve. But he says he he went through this entire community. They didn't have any insurrectionists among them, and so he's not going to double check because why would there be some now? He's only he was only gone for like a day. He just dropped off the halflings and came back. So he he's ready to go. He he tells you some stories about uh, people he killed. He's like, yes, this one time the God King sent me after this uh, unruly Thrykreen leader who was trying to. Started a rebellion and they couldn't get his body down off of the the pole i impaled him on for a week it was incredible oh. their exoskeletons are so so durable oh it's quite incredible well i didn't want to keep you away it seems like you've got quite a lot of things to do but the next time we're at the castle remind me to buy you a beer if those exist in this universe <laughs> Oh, yes, actually, they, they they do. You think the apocalypse is going to stop people from getting drunk? No. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to buy you one. It sounds good. Thank you, Knight. See you later. As he get the, after he goes away, I just want to mutter in my breath, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Lola and Corton and Vindros can come out of hiding because the abbot leaves Absinthia without any violence. Um, and so everyone levels up. This was going to be something for the, you know, the cool boss fight. But I think this is a great way for you all to handle things as well, because now you don't have to cover up the murder either from his crew or from the Terek. Because here's where I reveal uh, somebody was watching you very closely during this. Um, back at the barbecue, we had a double botch. Oh, uh, one was Lola. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping you'd forgotten about that. <laughs> He doesn't forget anything bad that anybody's done. Or good. I give everyone credit for their good and their bad. Uh, part of the botch was Lola's botch. She couldn't find a way to sneak away from the barbecue, but that was fine. Bramwell went and found what you were looking for anyway. But the other part was that some of the people in the community became very deeply suspicious of your intentions. And there's like in the background here, unbeknownst to you, there's been people keeping tabs on you and trying to see what you're up to. And so I was absolutely going to have somebody – nose in on this fight and then things were going to kind of spiral out of control here but you uh, on, on the way back you see some Turek like peeking out at you Bramwell and you realize you just <laughs> talked yourself out of actually two big confrontations hell yeah I want a friendly wave at them <laughs> brilliant Wednesday 
<laughs> yeah, they don't seem psyched. They really, they don't like you. They're suspicious of you, but now they really don't have any evidence to tell the people that the path of the joining is bad. If anything, they'll seem really uh, weird if they suddenly <laughs> confront you now. So they sulk away. <laughs> there are always going to be suppressive people. And you just have to, you know, learn and accept that and and work work anyway. Work harder. Yep. So why don't you all tell me about your level ups and what you do in the community before – I mean the main party is going to head off to the, the spa. Uh, we're going to leave the NPCs behind to keep spreading the word. Uh, so Bramwell is going to get a new level in Cleric. <laughs> so he's level 2 Cleric, level 5 Fighter. And he gets a, his first channel divinity power now as a war domain cleric. And his channel divinity allows him to, when he attacks, he can use his channel divinity to get a plus 10 bonus to the roll. Nice. So if you really just want to make sure one attack hits, that's the way to do it. When you absolutely positively got to hit a dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, what any particular things you do here, Bramwell, before uh, you get ready to take off? Any any community outreach? I don't want to just sound like, can I open up a karate dojo and just make this Cobra Kai for a little bit? <laughs> I'm not going to say no. You can add a martial arts element to the path of the joining if you want. That's not unheard of for there to be a martial aspect to religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, somewhat rare nowadays, but it hasn't always been. Yeah, he's going to do that. But he's, he's not just there to teach these kids how to fight. He's there to teach them how to live. <laughs> okay, the first thing I want to say is a bunch of Turek join your uh, class because they want to learn to be cool. They've stuck inside all day, not doing anything exciting. But someone else who joins your, your classes is Zer. Uh, you've gotten closer to recently. Aww. Um, you hugged him when he was feeling bad, and you've been talking to him about some of your problems. Uh, you know, about being old and not remembering stuff and so forth. And so I definitely, I, I want to say the thing you get for being Zer's friend, as we established with Clear, proficiency with uh, thieves' tools. Uh, I don't know how that manifests necessarily. Like you're teaching him a cool judo throw. And he's like, all right, let me teach you how to pop all the locks off these people's houses. Interesting. I can see how that would be useful, perhaps, in a non-combat scenario. So it's a tit-for-tat scenario here. As I treat you how to crush skulls, and now I know how to break into uh, diaries and things of that nature. You know, tip for tat, I've never really understand that. Like, I get half of it. Like, I'm down for half of it, definitely. What's a tat? <laughs> I believe they're these sweet things I have all over my arms. <laughs> okay, you know what? We've never really gotten into this because you you know, you know, told everyone Bramble's based on this wrestler and if people yeah. Google image search, they saw that. But we haven't really said it for the rest of the audience. Like, what's your body art situation? Let's have a, 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 a Zer appreciate your body art during uh, martial arts. It's a totally straight thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I imagine a lot of the, the tattoos he has are uh, pieces of whatever kind of remains of dwarven history. And things of that nature. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of battles, uh, perhaps insignias. But uh, if he's asked about many of them, he's forgotten the story behind why he has this tattoo. And he just kind of appreciates it as a part of himself that must have existed at one time. And maybe isn't totally aware of anymore, but still appreciates that it, it, it 
forms this complete image of himself. Interesting. Okay, so there's all this dwarven lore that probably has been forgotten over the years, and you're like, you're one of the elder like dwarves in the community of of the people in Wormwood, but even your your memory is failing. Do you think part of this is like Zer helping you preserve this? Yeah. Like he can make copies of this. I've never uh, seen the TV show Prison Break, but I am to understand that there is precedent for having a lot of stuff written on your body and then deciphering it. I think that was a JoJo Part Six fight as well. <laughs> Also, Memento? You know what? The t- tattoos have been in media. I think we've discovered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just now. Remember that one with Jamie Alexander where her tattoos fought crime? No, what? She, it was why she wasn't in a new Thor movie. She was like, her body was covered in tattoos and they like predicted the future, so she fought crime with it, I believe. <laughs> oh, Hollywood, what do you think of next? It was a TV series. What the fuck is happening? What? <laughs> yeah, Lauren, this idea is so weird. Anyway, uh, this man bat is going to read your tattoos off this dwarf knight. <laughs> yeah, an international plot blows up as Agent Weller and his team discover that each intricate tattoo on Jane Doe's body is a crime to solve, creating a map that leads ever closer to the truth about her identity and mysteries yet to be revealed. It just ended, so wow. now's, now's the opportunity to go catch up on all five seasons of Blind Spot. Wow. Okay, so here's my my mental image is after, you know, uh, martial arts practice, everyone's uh, tired and sweaty. Uh, Bramwell has his shirt off and mm-hmm. Zer like asks if he can like, you know, draw you like one of his French girls and uh, why he's like making copies of your tattoos just in case you don't make it, you know, because you're old and you fight for a living. Uh, he asks you to tell him one of the stories of the tattoos that you can remember because he keeps trying to get this out of you and you're like i'm old my brain doesn't work anymore hmm. uh all right so this one here this anvil they say this anvil was around from the dawn of time itself when Morden the earth shaper crafted all dwarves from the earth itself that's why we live underground except when we don't <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the god Moradin created the dwarves? How come the god king hasn't created any people? It seems like he's slacking, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the same kind of gods, you know? Sort of like how, like, there's vegetables, and then there's, you know, vegetables, you know? like I literally don't know, no. Hmm, I maybe need a better example. Than vegetables. Like, have you ever had a sandwich and you say, this sandwich is good, but then you have one with all the trimmings and it comes with a side of potato chips and you're like, now that's good. (laughs) So you're saying the God King would be better if he had potato chips. He's a no potato chipless motherfucker. That's what he is. (laughs) He's the worst off for it. Put that on my tombstone. Tattoo it onto my back, so find room. <laughs> a no potato chip having motherfucker. Yes. All right. Somebody else level I'll up. Do it. Oh, okay. You Never do mind. Lorisan is so happy. No, it's okay. You do it. All right. Um, so I'm on several range. Several. God damn it. Level seven. Ranger. Uh, cool thing I got for that is. Uh, uh, called exceptional training. 
which I will pull up the screenshot I took of it right right now. Uh, so instead of using my animals to attack, like I do the double attack or triple attack now with Stuart, I can have him dash, disengage, dodge, or help on their own as like a separate turn. Wow, so your animals are even more useful. Yes. And then I uh, got two spells. Well, I got an extra. I got an extra spell, and then I swapped out an old one. So I took lesser restoration. Which I also have a screenshot of. And it's a touch of creature, and I can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. And it can be like they're blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Uh, and then my other spell I took was Pass Without Trace. And a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. Uh, for the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including myself, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity. Yeah. So I got some useful shit. All right. Uh, what do you do in the community to continue to spread the path of the joining before you take off? I really want to see if I can get the animals to do the animals of Bremen good this time. But I... <laughs> It's like my white whale. Okay. Do you want to do a, an animal handling check? Yes, I would. <laughs> this, is, this is my new goal for the entire season. Thirteen. Is it passable? Yeah. Um. You know what? I think – so describe to me how this is going, and then I'll step in in a second here. Um, I'll probably just, like, you know, like, I guess it's busking. But uh, instead of money given to me, I'm giving people brochures, and I just keep stacking the animals while they're making animal noises in harmony. <laughs> really like, oh, you take a leaflet. If I send out 10 more leaflets, I'll put this animal on top of that one. Okay, so you have your animals stacked uh, biggest on the bottom to smallest on top. But we, when you fa- yes. but when you failed before, they are, or I think you got an average before. And we were talking about how if you failed, they'd all tumble over. I think who actually has the ideal body shape to assist this is Dwayne, the giant scorpion man. Yes, be- yes. Because if he's at the bottom of the animal pyramid, yes. if they tip forward, they'll hit his centaur body. And if they tip back, he can hold them with his, with his tail. And then it'd be an even better stack. And he's also a mobile platform, so you can march down the street with your animals. Hell yeah. Oh my god, is he just carrying us around like a like a carriage and we're just like screaming on his back? And just ha- screaming on his back, <laughs> handing out literature. You're basically canvassing. You're going door to door. Vote for Corton. Yeah, just leaflets everywhere. This is a monarchy, but just consider it. Uh, have you considered... Not that. So Dwayne wasn't supposed to be uh, an NPC in your kind of <laughs> party, but he is now. Can you think of a, a thing you would uh, like to get for for being friends with him? Hmm. Well, does his stinger do you have, like, poison? Yep, he's a scorpion. Okay. <laughs> I would love to be able to, like, poison my knives. Oh, dear. Like, put a little bit on the tip, right? Just, just the tip? Just, just the tip. <laughs> okay. So you want to have plus one because yes. uh, you get uh, Dwayne's poison. Yes, please. Dwayne's poison. Poison for Dwayne. <laughs> okay. So I get a plus one to my attack for that? 
Yeah, I guess. Now you have plus yeah. one yeah. rapiers yeah. and you'll have yeah. plus one bolts yeah. if you ever get the heck bow back. Yeah. If my child ever comes home. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Poison darts. Sorry. I got excited about the poison. <laughs> do you and Dwayne have any kind of rapport or is he just like generally just handsome and likable and you're just like, good job, Dwayne. You're such a character, such a deep complex nuanced person good job <laughs> i like the second one <laughs> i feel like the reason he puts up with like i just be like wow Dwayne, you're great you have no problems right cool he's probably just here to help with the animals i'm completely unproblematic oh my god they can all sleep on his on his body at night because he's so big cuddle pile laura it sounded like you were excited to level up yeah, I don't get anything particularly exciting for my level up. I was just excited to be included and involved. That's you know, <laughs> how it is sometimes. Uh, Vindras is a level 7 cleric, and clerics don't get anything too exciting at level 7. I get some, some bonus HP, that's always nice. I do get my first 4th level spell slot, so that's pretty cool. Um, in the spirit of spells that I can cast where a thing just does damage and I can be somewhere else not near where the, the fighting is happening. I now know Guardian of Faith, which, like Spirit Guardians, is another one of those, I'm just gonna set you here and you do some fighting for me while I'm I'm over there. It's another one of those, but it does, it does like up to 60 damage, uh, it just keeps doing damage until that much damage is done. So that's a cool thing I can do now. That sounds helpful. Yeah, yeah. Get, get more offensive spells that I can just be like, and you do this, and I stay out of the danger range. <laughs> I am squishy. I'm not... Actually, I'm hard to hit, but if you can hit me, I, I'm going to go down fairly quickly if you can get me. Go crunch. All right, uh, Vindros, uh, you painted this big mural, so you're a big hit with the community. Uh, everyone loves you. Is there anything in particular you want to uh, do before you head out? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of um, continuing that and and not necessarily doing this as a direct, like, here's a bunch more artworks to do with uh, Corton and the, the religion we're trying to set up, and more just, hey, well, I, I did the big bit of art that everyone seems to like. Would you like anywhere else you'd like some art done? And just offering to do little bits of art around the town for people. Yeah, I think the community would love to have uh, uh, Vindros originals. Yeah, just try and just try and brighten the place up a little bit. Offer do do some like you know storefront signage and sides of buildings and whatnot. Just brighten the place up a little bit. Uh, so Vindros, you have been very committed to your psionic training. I have offered it to other people, but it's always it always comes back to you. Um, Weaver is going to give you a third psionic <gasps> feat. Oh, what do I get this time? What do I get now? It's up to you. Ah, <gasps> oh, what are my options again? I always forget what my options are. So the feats are metabolic control. You have refined psionic control of your body's functions. Telekinetic. You learn to move things with your mind. Uh, telepathic, which you have. Tower of iron will. Your mind's defenses are formidable. And wild talent, which you already have. So that really is metabolic control, telekinetic, and tower of iron will. Oh, mmm, I like the sound of Tower of Iron Will. Okay, I'll read that whole thing. Your mind's defenses are formidable. After you or another creature you see within 30 feet of you fails a saving throw, you can use your reaction to roll your psionic talent die and add the number rolled to the saving throw, potentially causing it to succeed. 
oh, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so basically, if like someone else is like under fire, you can telekinetically uh, give them the like the psionic boost, the needed to throw themselves out of the way or to you know uh, push harder or something, whatever they need to basically get themselves out of a tough situation. It's kind of a per- the person equivalent of your uh, wild talent psi uh, boosted strike because that's you that's you doing it for your weapons. This is you doing it for people. Yeah, just to check, can I use that on myself or is this a use on other people only thing? After you or another creature, so both. Okay, that's that's really good. I'm very happy that I picked that one. That sounds great. Yeah. So I'm trying to think how this like manifests is like you're painting a, a big mural on the side of someone's building, uh, like someone's house. They they asked you to to like beautify their their neighborhood and like you have some paint cans hung up along the edge of their their building and one falls and like you reach out to catch it. And normally you would have missed. But suddenly you feel like that's the world kind of slow down as psionically you have honed your mind uh, like mind body connection and you're like you can almost move in like matrix time now for yourself for someone else you'll give them that ability and so like you reach out and like catch it with one of your forearms while maintaining hold on the ladder or something and like weaver's like watching you from from down there and just like goes good job vindross i don't know if i have anything else to teach you you know you sure i'm pretty sure there's like two more things you could teach me <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kind of a rule of three guy, you know? Hmm, are you sure that, like, you don't want to be the rule of three twice guy? Well, there's only five feats, so that's I admit there is more feats I could learn. (laughs) (laughs) Got ya. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I think actually, like while you're doing this, people have gathered to watch, and I I think one of the people uh, who who watches is um, Cindy, who has really felt a lot of like color come back into her life since meeting Corton, and she has taken up an interest in your art. Um, and I think she asks Weaver if he can teach her some psionics, <sighs> and he says, "You know, it's been a real gas traveling with you all, but um, you know, I'm not sure I'm really cut out to do." whatever y'all are planning to do. I'm kind of like a chill guy. So I think I might just hang out here and like start up some art classes, you know? That sounds lovely. And I super support you doing everything you want to do with your life. But if I find out you've been teaching the other two psionic skills, the other two of the five, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely going to teach these Tarek how to use psionics. But just the three, just the three, right? <laughs> just the three feet it's okay if other people have the same feats but they can't have feats you don't have yeah but if they have feats i don't have then that means he was lying and he could have taught me the other two listen vindross telekinetics <laughs> is very popular i'm surprised you didn't pick it everyone wants to throw things with their mind i'm sorry you missed out <laughs> and the, I, there's just like a crowd of track we're like teach us how to throw stuff with our minds <laughs> I mean, there's there's Mage Hand for that. It's like a cantrip, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, telekinetics is a reflavored Mage Hand, literally in the rules. Exactly. <laughs> Why would I pick that when I can have, like, bullet time? It's not, it's a not cantrip. About, it's not about the mechanics. It's about flavor. This is all the all the Tarek are yelling this. <laughs> yeah, what's the flavor of bullet time? Bullet time's great. <laughs> what's a bullet? <laughs> tell you when you're older 
Okay. <laughs> Corcon. You're still a level yeah. behind everyone, but you have leveled up. It hurt me so. I tried so hard. I want everyone to know that I tried really hard to find some other thing to do that was both that was justifiable both within the rules and the narrative. Uh, other than taking that fifth bard level and <laughs> it, all of the benefits that come with it. But unfortunately, I don't have the dexterity to take a level in Rogue. <laughs> and, and I just, I couldn't come up with a good source for sorcerer powers. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, so um, I now get uh, my Bardic Inspiration die up to a D8 and regain it during rests. Uh, and I got third level spell slots. So cool. Yeah. Uh, do you want to walk us through how that manifests or what you kind of do in the community? Oh, well, uh, one of the things, one of the spells that I took with this, uh, you know, uh, new, new spell level, uh, was, uh, speak with dead. Oh dear. Which I thought might be a valuable tool in helping the women of this community with lost husbands come, you know, find peace and, you know, be able to move forward with their lives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. So now, now you're not mourning over your old husband. Hello. Well, no, but I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be, uh, you know, looking for another man to replace that role. I mean, all of the people of this community can come together. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So is is this purely, um, you know, ego driven or is there an element of like altruistic actually helping people find closure? It's always hard to tell. Yeah, no, this is this is no, this is legitimately about helping them find closure because they'll be better agents of the revolution if they're not you know trapped by this you know sense of loss that they're experiencing they'll be able to put all of their attention on changing the world wow okay so you basically set up like an old-timey seance kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember the name of those sisters who like famously started this, the fox like, this- sisters yeah, that's the the seance craze. But like, you invite people over to talk to their their dead relatives, and obviously, this is a huge boost to your personal brand, and it gives, brings a lot of people closure. Uh, do you want to do you want to paint a, a picture of any specific incidences, or is this just a kind of a general thing you want to do? This is just kind of a general thing I want to do. I didn't go to a whole lot of effort to think this through. <laughs> it wouldn't really be dice funk if you had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, one person who comes to you after uh, you're, you've done a bunch of like seances for the day is Young, who says, uh, uh, "Hey, hey, Corton." Oh, uh, pilot, uh, yeah, pilot Young. I'm the cam. No, I'm the captain now. Captain, captain, that's right. How are you? I'm, you're I'm looking well. Oh, I'm I'm great. I'm I mean I'm the captain of your whole ship. I feel like you should know. That's fine. I'm not upset. Um, well, maybe a little. I was actually I wanted to talk to you because um, you remember when I was in a coma and everyone was saying nice things and how much they wanted needed me and you were just like, "Hey, we're screwed." <laughs> that wasn't like the best you've ever done. Oh, if I'm if I'm totally look if I'm totally honest. I've lost track of a lot of people on that boat, and, you know, (laughs) let's be frank, a lot of my time is being concerned about staples. Okay, I mean, there's, there's 
eight other people besides yourself. It's not that many. Is it only, <laughs> is it only eight? Yeah, it's Bramwell, you, Vindross, Lola, Dwayne, Zer, Staples, oh, Dwayne. Weaver, and myself. Yeah, Dwayne's great. Really like Dwayne. <laughs> You just walk away from a young mid-sentence to go hang out with Dwayne. No, Dwayne's my friend now. Get your own Dwayne. <laughs> that was very funny because I was gonna say like, uh, if you, to be more integrate yourself with the crew, like Young might well, like teach you some specific, uh, you know, skiff techniques, maybe give you some vehicle proficiency. But it'd be very funny if you literally just walked away from Young mid-sentence to go hang out with Dwayne. Yep, that's <laughs> I think that's what would happen. <laughs> Um, do you and do you and Dwayne like go out partying? Yeah, yeah. I think Dwayne and I tie one on. You know, <laughs> swap stories. Uh huh. Yeah. Have a few drinks. See, I know Dwayne. If I if I know Dwayne, I know Dwayne needs no wingman, right? <sighs> right. Dwayne can handle himself. So you know, it's just gonna be a party the whole night. Does that mean one of us can go steal the vehicle proficiency stuff from you? <laughs> yeah, see, I was going to say, Corton would never ask for anything so crass as a mechanical bonus from his friendship. What he ha- him and Dwayne have is pure. That's right. But if Lola wants to swoop in and grab some bonuses, yep. some boni. Hey, hey, young, what's up? I'm not here to get anything from you. I'm just visiting you because you're my good buddy. <laughs> no, go out with Dwayne. <laughs> No, no. Young's like, oh, Lola, I, yeah, the, they're so big and handsome, and I, I mean, we're so small, and I mean, we're cute in our own way, but I feel like that's not really what the Turek are into. Do you want to be my wing lady, my wing lizard? All right, I got. I mean, uh, I don't know how good I am at it, but I, I, I'll wing lizard for you. Would it be tail? No, I don't have a tail right now. Uh. No, okay, for the wingman, yeah, wing lizard, lizard. What do you wing. What do you want to roll to to go out with Young and try to be as cool as Dwayne and Corton? <sighs> Let's be honest, you're gonna fail. But what do you want to roll to see how badly you fail? <laughs> Survival. That's nothing, Laura. I know, but it'd be <laughs> uh, probably deception. Okay, <laughs> that says something about your dating strategies. But go ahead. Eighteen. I sauntered into the joint like the coolest bitch in the world. All right, so actually, you and and Young do have a, a pretty good time out. Um, what what role have you been playing on the ship? You think so far? We've speci- we've like spe- specified like Zers and the crows and asked um, Bramwell. I take kind care of-, of the animals. I feed the horses. Oh yeah, you're kind of the the quartermaster. I guess that is called right. The stable person. Yeah, sure. I know those words. <laughs> The words, yeah. Um, so we can give you vehicle proficiency uh, flavored as specific uh, horse knowledge because of the, nice. the the way that you take care of the animals that pull the skiff. Okay. I, I feel like I stole your scene, Clara. I'm sorry. No, that's perfect. Clear. Do what now? <laughs> Clear, you do not level up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. I'm in a very uh, shitty, fucking, awful place right now because my stupid fucking sister had to go fucking bonkers and blow the shit up out of my spot. <laughs> she really did. 
your spot is fully erupted. I want to say though, I think uh, my account were at plus six for mm-hmm. the levels you will gain when you achieve conduit hood. Yep, that's that's what I've been told. So when you do finally level up, it's going to be a monster. But right now, yeah. uh, what happened was uh, Duke Pendergrass and Amy Wolfram came to blows because uh, the deacon showed up, uh, found you know the paperwork that Amy had saying like who's going to be in her cabinet once she overthrew her father, <laughs> which uh, you had the chance to take and didn't. This is actually a, a kind of inverse of you eating the, the shipping manifest in Absinthia, is you all saw this list of people in her office and chose not to take it. Uh, which, I mean, at the time made sense because you didn't want Amy to realize you were, like, taking your paperwork. But you left that behind and then did not interfere with the deacon who found that, reported Amy's plans to her father. And uh, the Duke was never in on the plan to do the revolution. Everyone deliberately kept him in the dark. So they came to blows. They were having this big blowout fight. At first you sided with the Duke uh, crossing blades with your sister. But then when the chips were down, uh, you woke her up and put him to sleep. And so you're running off together. Um, my plan was for it to escalate even more. Basically, if you sided with Amy, uh, she was going to impale the fucking Duke, especially on the ground asleep where that episode ended. I was like, she's going to pull out her knife and fucking stick him through the spine. But then you said, let's run away together. <laughs> and I, in character as Amy, I I just followed my instincts the way the character would. And she grabs your hand and you run off together. Mm-hmm. We're on a sister road trip. Uh, so why don't you walk me through how that works? How are you picturing this? I have no idea, man. I don't, <laughs> I can't just run. A- so I suppose at this point we, we have to find some sort of ship. Like I know that there's, there's no big thriller bark or anything like that, but there's, there's gotta be some measure of a skiff we could use. Cause if we just run off into the vast salt waste, then I assume we're not going to last too long. I mean, you say that, but Amy very recently, notably, did, did exactly that's, that. That's what I'm also saying. I'm like, my thought would be, let's get a, a, a boat. But what did this bitch do when she fucking ran off like two weeks ago or whatever? Yeah, I so um, I absolutely think Clara would want a skiff, but I think Amy just wants to run off into the salt flats. Would you follow her if she just... Yeah, I ha- I have to. I can't, like, a lot of... Everything that's a part of this plan right now is kind of contingent upon Amy still being alive and not dead, basically. So I you know, I'm a little bit beholden to what she's trying to do. Plus, I'm looking to see maybe there's a method to some of this madness. Or if not, I got spell slots left. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so you put Duke Pendergraft to sleep and then you and Amy just run out of the gore field and out onto the salt flats and Th- there's One last thing I want to try to do before we leave, though. Okay. Is there a way to stage a kidnapping? Uh, I think you want to roll deception? Uh, 23. Yeah, okay. So you can absolutely stage a kidnapping. I will say that the Duke knows you put him to sleep. So that part isn't isn't going to be particularly explainable. Are you saying that Amy kidnapped you? Yes. I'm, I'm trying to... Because, look, Amy, Amy's fucking cover is blown at this point, but Clear's isn't completely. So my thought is that she, the the story she is trying to set is that she was just trying to interfere on in the fight and then was taken. So there's a chance that her identity could still be a little bit protected in all of this. 
Yeah, I mean, you rolled a 23, so this succeeds uh, perfectly, if you want to tell the audience how that looks. Hmm, how would forensics identify that? Like, footprints and shit? I mean, it's up to you. I, I can think of some things if you would like. You could definitely do, um, like, some some of her fire magic to make it look like she overpowered you that way. Um, some yeah. Burn some things. Um, can I leave? Uh, what if I left something behind? Yeah, I mean, you can leave something behind. You can, like, tear some of, like, strips off your clothing as if you, like, they were in a struggle or something. Uh, I was going to leave behind my jammy hug, but I guess that's not a physical thing. Yeah, that would be very conceptual for CSI, <laughs> CSI to find. Yeah, I'll, like, tear off, like, a, like a part of a sleeve or something like that. Uh, here's a question. Do you find time to say goodbye to Yuminora, who is now in a beekeeper's costume at all times? Because he, he is apparently in charge of Bumble Sloth operations. Yes. I'm very quickly going to see him and be like, I will, I'm okay, and I will be back. <laughs> Take care of those bees. I think uh, you have to, like, you run over to Yuminora to say that, and Yuminora says, strong, mommy, Aww. butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, you, you're like, Are, exactly, champ. And then you go to leave, and you see Amy has stopped and is just staring at the apiary of bumble sloths, just like slack jaw, just staring at them. I want to slap her across the face. Oh, my God. We don't have time for this right now. Okay, you jolt her back to reality. You don't have to roll for that. Yeah. I was not expecting that. But yeah, she's like, yeah, sorry. They're very soft. All right, let's go. All right, so what did you do when you went into the salt flats recently? Okay, so the, you're as you're running out onto the flats, you're having this conversation. And she says, oh, I, I, I walked until I couldn't walk anymore. And then I fell. Um, and then I tried to stay awake. And then... um." I, I tried to do that spell, the one you did, where you blink out of existence. Okay, and what happened? I went I went into the the other world. And did anything happen while you were in there? Did you hear anything? Yeah, I'm I saw my mom. As you as you like think about how to respond to that, uh, Amy flickers in and out of existence a couple of times. Uh, are you doing it right now? Doing what? Blinking. Not like physically, like with your eyes, but the spell. My mom says we have to go this way, and she like hooks a left, like away from civilization even more so, and still like she's running now. I, I, so I'm going to roll an insight right now. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to fail because that's just not what this character is meant to do. Uh-huh. I got a 12, so it's not horrendous, I guess. No. I want to know how trustworthy those voices are, though. Um, That's a good question. With a 12, I would say I don't think you sense that you're in any uh, danger from Amy right now. Okay. Then I'm going. I'm following along. With You're that. not being led into a trap. You're not going to be suddenly uh, attacked. Is what I'll say with a twelve. I'm not going to be ganked. There's not going to be a scarner in the bush that's just going to massacre me. That's yeah. Not with a twelve. You don't think so? No. Uh what would happen if I blinked with her? Ooh. Oh fuck, Chris! You're good at D and D, huh? <laughs> yeah. I love you, Chris. 
Um, yeah. So if you want to burn a spell slot, because we're still we're still yeah. running off these, the you haven't leveled up, so you haven't gotten yours back. So we'll see how this works out. Uh, but uh, when you see your sister blinking and out of existence, you blink into the gray too. This photo negative of the material world, and you see she's she is blinking in and out of here um, in a way that you know everything is like uh, mirror image. Everything is like photo negative. But when she pops into existence, she looks the way you do, which is to say she is here. Um, but also there is something with her. Oh, there's okay. Yeah. It's like when you blink, you are in the gray. When she blinks into the gray, there is like two. She has a a physical palpable shadow. Uh, could I do an arcana check to try to identify what that shadow is? Absolutely. I will roll that with my face. I got a 23. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bananas. Okay, so with a 23, I have to give you everything, basically. Uh, so the gray uh, you have determined is uh, where people's spirits go when they die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think how even clear, like you know, conceptualizes this because not many people know about the shape of the universe. Um, like traditionally in D and D there's all these planes and all these rules. Uh, we have an entire season about this very thing, but it's, it's become very simplified. There's just the world and the gray. There are really only two things left. Um, and so I, all, you have, you know, you've been hearing whispers from the gray that you, you've heard, uh, first faintly. And then you heard them calling your mother's name. She's able to kind of piece it together because the only two names she's heard in reference to this this plane have been either dead or missing people. So in my mind, I would say that she likes to think that it's like uh, like a malevolent thing because it's almost tempting. It was trying something that was trying to distract her for a while with her own mom. And then it it seems like maybe it seduced Amy by talking about her mom, which she already knows she kind of has like a thing about. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if she could figure out what that shadow is, but I rolled a 23. So I guess I, I stumble upon the rule book on the floor. <laughs> well, no, it sounds like your train of logic is like, ah, uh, mom world. <laughs> yes. I, I've reached the universe of moms. <laughs> the plane of moms. Um, but yeah, I, I, momscape. I, momscape. <laughs> That's a, such a, a different season six if we had done Momscape <laughs> instead of Planescape. Um, but yeah, I think you do. With the 23, I was kind of building up to this, but there's this there's this shadow that hangs over Amy, like a second person. Um, and it, you get a close look, and I think you, you realize that it looks like a larger version of herself. And 23 is just so high that I can't keep from you that this is the ghost of her mother. Okay. Is there anything you can draw from that that we could – I could just spell it out, but I, th- I don't know if you want to seem real smart here and finish the thought. Uh, that her dead mother is watching over her in a good way, guardian angel? <laughs> Maybe. I, the intentions is something I can't really give you. I can give you the metaphysics on an arcana. Okay. I can't give you intentions for arcana. That's insight, which you already rolled and you did not succeed well enough. No, and I'm not going to do any better later on. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Amy tells you she wandered off onto the salt flats where if you fall asleep, the salt drains your potential and you essentially are depressed to death. You just have no more will to go on. Uh, and that was happening to her when she blinked into the gray 
and somehow she's still alive. So there's like a there's point A and point C and point B is what happened in the middle there. Did Amy's bomb protect her? That is yeah, that's that seems to be what what you think. Okay. So that's it, it's a good ghost then. It's not evil. <laughs> He's not gonna tell you. You gotta roll higher and on insight if you want me to say that out loud. Which makes you sound like it's evil. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be where we leave that for now because uh, the revelation is that uh, Amy is being haunted by her mother who kept her alive out on the salt flats is kind of the, the big deal of this scene. The other, I guess, is that you staged your own kidnapping at the Gorefields. But right now you're, you're running across the flats together. That's the beginning of the sister road trip. All right. Hot diggity. Uh, Wolfpack, which I guess is the name of the rest of this, this party. Uh, you Hello. all jump on. Hello. I said, ow. You jump on the Thriller Bark and you're going to go to the Absinthia Resort and Spa to the north. Um, you leave the rest of the party here. They're going to continue to spread the good word. Even Dwayne? Do we have to leave Dwayne behind? Listen, I asked if Corton wanted to stay behind. You could have been Dwayne if you wanted to. You've passed up the opportunity. Oh, <laughs> Conrad. No, I don't want to be Dwayne. No, no one person can embody Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, let's go to the uh, air quotes resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the rest of the party has to stay behind also just because I think to make a realistic timetable f- to convert a community to a, a, a cult, it can't just be like, we hung out and we did some arts and crafts and now they'll die for us. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need some more. Uh, more. What's not Brainwashing is such a harsh word. You need some more convincing. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. Um, but yeah, that that's happening uh, while you are going to check this thing out. Uh, what I want to ask is, do you say anything to anyone about what you're doing, or do you just get in the skiff and leave? Um, well, I think Cindy's probably developing into sort of the high priestess of the community. Um, so Corton's going to let her know that, you know, uh, we're going on a spiritual journey, but we should be back in a few days' time. All right, yeah. I don't have any reason for Cindy to doubt you right now. Uh, you all made a lot of roles here, and they've mostly been successful. So I think where we're at, uh, that, that totally flies. Um, she wishes you luck and says, you know, well, I was going to say she prays for you. Is that a part of your thing? No, 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 no. Um, just, you know, think of me as your, you know. Fucking God, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so you tell Cindy you're going, but she's going to keep that on the down low. There's no reason for everyone to know. Right. Uh, the, uh, the last thing I want to say as uh, you all are climbing onto the Thriller Bark to leave is you see Corton Jr., the human teenager, kind of standing around the dock, kind of like kicking at the ground, um, hoping desperately that you will say or do. Take him along and get him killed? What? I don't – yeah, that's a good question. What does he want? What do you do, Corton? Do you leave? So are we ready to go? (laughs) I mean, we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Yep. Let's do it. This this looks like unfinished business. No, no, got anything left you need to do? (laughs) All right. This boy looks at at, at the thriller bark with plaintive eyes as it rolls out of town. (laughs) 
Um, fucking hell. Okay, so uh, the trip to uh, the resort and spa is relatively uh, peaceful. Nothing major happens. There are no diamond storms. There's no uh, pirate attacks or anything. Uh, but we'll, to kind of establish the time passing, uh, let's get uh, two quick conversations between the, the pairs of party members. That kid does not seem to be uh, back and down, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Um, didn't notice. Yeah, no. Kid, huh? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. The one, the one that, the one that has been around a lot. Yeah, I really did not expect them to even be alive. If I'm what? honest, who's that child? Oh, uh, you remember the mine? Yeah. And 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 the guy who owned the mine, yeah. Well, I mean, te- technically, I guess it's his mine now. Oh, well, that's a lot of pressure, I guess, for a young boy. I don't know. I mean, it's not really his mine because we've stolen it from him. But I that's mean, true. It's our mine now. Right, right. But I mean, you know, if we'd just gone there and killed his father, then it would technically, I think, be his mine now. His mind now. Oh, that's kind of funny word of phrasing. His mind. His mind now. <laughs> uh, so, like, does does uh, what's what's he snooping around for? Oh, he thinks I'm his dad. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine? No. I'm assuming you've told him you're not because you can't. I have certainly tried. Yeah. What? You would think that would be a fairly open and shut case. He does not seem convinced. Well, not everyone, try, you know, believes in science. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And if I'm honest, it, it really does work to our advantage more often than not. So maybe, you know, we don't stress about the one kid. I don't know anything about science, so yeah, seems right. I'll check this out. You're not concerned about what would happen if you just leave the child as is? How he might develop? Boy, he's he's got, you know, adopted parents who seem to care for him and care about him. He seems fine. Also, just like, just on the off chance is that any way possibly that conceivably maybe in a very tiny percentage chance might be yours all right so we've already figured out and established pretty firmly that i have no ability to give anybody any sort of special powers i have no godlike powers myself but you want to go so far as to suggest an immaculate conception i'm not suggesting immaculate just yeah, because trust me, if I'm involved, well, you know, Jesus. it ain't immaculate. <laughs> uh, have you sat down with the boy? We had a conversation about it. Uh, like a real conversation or like a, a, a very short, not actually closure making conversation? Well, I don't know. I felt it was pretty closed. <laughs> well... It seems like he did not. I don't know who this kid is. Uh, as long as he's not going to like come back and murder us later, you know. 
Oh, I mean, it'd be probably four or five years before he was old enough to seek revenge. <laughs> we'll probably all be dead. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. Well, fuck, yeah. Five years, I can forget about it till then. I'm a little surprised. It seemed like you were slightly becoming in more of a paternal sort of mood. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the spoiled kid who was the child of the guy who kept me in bondage for my entire life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real paternal about it. Mm. So a spa, huh? Well, yeah, so if this conversation ends in awkward silence as Corton uh, refuses to take responsibility, which is a totally good character choice, I will reveal what is what is up ahead, if that's what you're ready for. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I... uh, okay, so the thriller bark, uh, which is being helmed mostly by Bramble right now, although, um, you know, Lola just got proficiency, so she's making she's keeping a close eye on the shark horses. Um, it comes to a kind of uh, ridge that you can see down and you get a great view of what is ahead of you. So great. I have a full map here. Oh dear. Ooh, the map is so big and so great. Um, it's taking a long time to load. Here we go. Who loves a map? Uh, Barbados and Trinidad. Wait, <laughs> Disney thing? Korean beach resort. What is this? Is this one in Florida? Is this some Disney shit? Yeah, this is Florida. Oh, wow. You know what? Bay. Leave it up to the uh, the people at Disney to hide that penis in there like that. That's very <laughs> clever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was hoping maybe for a second I could trick them into thinking I made this myself, no, but I did leave all the <laughs> identifying. Disney's Caribbean. Well, it, it, it would have been interesting if you went from your previous one, which was an MS Paint, to this one, where like there's colors and elevation marks and things like is that. Is this a Florida or a, 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 a California Disney? It's the Caribbean. I can't focus on anything other than the fact that I don't know what Coca-Cola freestyle is, but I like to imagine that it's brands having some kind of rap battle. Oh my god, no, Coca-Cola freestyle. Okay, hold on. Let me tell you about the Coca-Cola freestyle machines. Okay, for the audience, don't panic that you can't see this map. It's not actually that important. Here's the thing, is that there is a crater in the salt flats up ahead. There's a, a significant dip in elevation. That's one of the things I want to impress on everybody, uh, which we talked about last week when you looked at the map. In that crater, there is uh, some standing water. Um, in on, on this map, it says Barefoot Bay. It kind of does actually look like a foot from above. But for our purposes, it's called Crater Bay. And around this crater bay, there's a number of uh, things you can explore here. Because this, this is like the most fully realized dungeon of our campaign. And this is kind of uh, represented on the left here by these uh, headings. Guest services, dining, recreation, and shopping. So there's essentially five points of interest to this entire place. There is crater bay, this, this crater in the center which is, uh, has some standing water in it. We'll discuss this more in a minute. And then around the edge of the crater, uh, still on this lower elevation, there are four places to visit. There is what is essentially a hotel. Uh, for all of you, you're like, oh, it looks like what if Harp City was on its side, but smaller? Uh, it's about seven stories instead of the 108 stories of uh, Harp City. But you recognize that that's it's kind of a, uh, an upright version of whatever the heck that city is, a building. Uh, there is this recreation area, which has a bunch of buildings um, that have fallen into disrepair. Uh, I guess I should say this now. There's, you don't see a single person 
there's nobody here right now that you can see. Uh, but some of these buildings clearly had people coming in and out of them. Uh, there is a dining area. Once again, a bunch of, of empty buildings and a shopping area. Uh, can we do a survival check to figure out what would be the best way to get inside from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a seven. That's a, that's a near botch. That's a six. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay, so six and seven gives gives you the impression the party failed very badly, but we actually got two 14s. So I wanna, that's a well above average. So here's what I'm going to give you is that all of these places look like they have things to explore. Um, but the, the, the big important thing is in the center of Crater Bay, there is what can only be described as a giant shard sticking out of it. In the center of the standing water, in the center of the resort, uh, towering uh, so high into the sky that you can't really tell where it ends because it's almost like an optical illusion. Like, look at a mountain, right, where you're like, oh, it's tall, but I, as a human on the ground, really don't have any frame of reference for how long it would take to climb something like this. That's the, that's the kind of scale of this just this very thin shard sticking out of the uh, out of the bay, uh, and it is glowing white. In a very strange way. Like you can look directly at it. And it's not like looking into the sun. You don't squint. You don't have to look away. You don't feel like you're going to blind yourself. But it is shining with white light. But in a way that you don't understand. It's, it's not hurting your eyes. It's not hot. I won't break it. <laughs> but I don't know what that is yet. But I won't break it. Yeah. You definitely think that's worth exploring. That I mean – Bramwell, you you know there's a shard of another world here. This isn't like a secret. That's it. But it's in the middle of all the standing water. And you don't know how you're going to get – I mean you guess you could just get out and swim. You don't know if that's a good idea with a 14. But this bay is surrounded by these other four areas. You'll have to pass through one of them. So if that's if that's what you, you want to do, you can go to yeah. literally every other area first if you want to. There's five. Hotel, recreation, dining, shopping, and finally the shard in the middle of Crater Bay. Uh, and these are all in like our common language tongue, so we understand like those are what those words mean. Um, so I mean, no, because the you don't actually have this map I've given the players. I'm just kind of using the map to help you understand what you see from this ridge line. Oh, okay. But you can kind of use context clues to understand there are four clusters of buildings. Okay. And like one cluster, you can see some of the signs have like sandwiches on them, and some one cluster. Oh, I want to go sandwiches. <laughs> has like uh you know sports equipment and then there's the big bo- building which is obviously a hotel i do like sandwiches it feels like my stop sign wants sandwiches too <laughs> stop sign hungry <laughs> 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 all right so unless anyone has any objections it sounds like you take the thriller bark down the incline down towards the resort and you go to uh the dining area of the resort hot dog um, that's no, that's not. A, that wasn't an exclamation. I'm looking for a yeah, hot no. dog. <laughs> yeah, here on this actual Disney map, the four restaurants are Banana Cabana, which I just wanted to say out loud. <laughs> Sebastian's Bistro, Centertown Market, it's and Spyglass Spy Grill. Grill. Is Sebastian okay with cooking his own kind? <laughs> that's a little bit risque. Sucker blue. I missed one. Okay. Well, I mean, you have no confirmation that Sebastian cooks fish at the bistro. It's his bistro. He's he's acknowledged. He's he's conditioning it to happen regardless. The re- the responsibility starts with him. Okay, so we should roll something to get away from this, right? 
For injustice, for injustice, yes. <laughs> it could just be seaweed salads, an entirely yeah. vegetarian options. Oh you don't know with a name like Bistro. I th- I think of more like paninis and shit like that. No, I think you pull the thriller bark up to this restaurant, and there's a big sign with like a dead crab on it. <laughs> Maybe they'll have hush puppies too. Now, what if those crabs ascended, Austin? That's a great baseball joke. I'm I'm really excited for the three people who got it. You guys want to roll something to explore this area? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sur- uh, sur- no, just yeah survival. survival sounds great. Lauren. Survival's Thank great? You. I'm right. Uh, survival is great. 19. Hell yeah. 12. Oh, wow. That's why I got a seven before. I've been rolling D8s all, all session. <laughs> oh, my God. Conrad. Conrad. <laughs> 14. <laughs> All right, 14, 14, and 19 again. <laughs> That's so funny. It's very funny. Oh, you actually has been, too. <laughs> How did none of us notice? Uh, He's only been on the show for three seasons. Cut him a break. I was staring at the screen. How did, <laughs> like, all night, how did I not notice? Okay, so uh, with a four, oh, yeah. So with a 19, a 14, and a 14, we uh, only have one person past the 15 for everything. But uh, with two people with 14, you're going to get a lot, which is – so you, you dock the Thriller Bark. You, like, tie it to a hitching post. Uh, you know, Lola pets the shorts to let them know everything's okay. Uh, you start kind of walking around the perimeter of the restaurants uh, trying to feel them out. And you definitely hear some noise coming from inside, just like bumps and footsteps – creaks and uh you know low talking so uh your success is such that you know you're not alone here is what i'm going to give you um you don't know how many uh people if any an interesting thing is that there don't seem to be any like footsteps in the sand like there's like sand on the edge of the of crater bay oh so i no one's gonna carry me (laughs) god damn it chris uh so whoever's in this restaurant uh, either doesn't walk or has done something to their footprints. Can I do a perception to investigate, uh, like to try to hear anything? Can you do a perception to investigate? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, sorry, I, I, I want, I want to do a perception. I use the wrong action. I would like to, perce- I, to, I would like to roll perception to investigate my arcana, perhaps religiously. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> Can I do it now? Can I do a history on that though? Uh, no, I think you've rolled and I've given you what you need for this. I don't think you're going to get any more. Okay, then I'm going to stop into the place. <laughs> okay, so Bramble, you just you just charge into the restaurant. Um, yeah, I want to ri- I want to ride. I in was going to do pass without trace, you booger. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love got this. it. Okay, so as soon as Bramble, you just like kick the door down to the crab shack, um, and there is a a, a a a noise like a lot of things running from you. Like if you like turn the lights on and like things scatter, like roaches or mice or something in a small room, like things scatter. There's like a a frying pan goes flying, a door slams, every yeah, whatever was here, like it immediately runs. Y'all got hush puppies. All right, so you've entered a, a seafood restaurant. Everything's made out of wood. There's some uh, nautical decorations. You see a big plastic anchor. There's like a, a, a mural on the wall of like a pirate ship. Uh, the menu is all in pirate slang. It's like yarg sandwich, walk the plank <laughs> salad. <laughs> yarg. <laughs> uh, but whatever was in here fled. What do you do? Hmm. 
attempt to track the thing. Can we... Mm. Yeah, uh, we did survival, so let's try investigation now, Vindros. I can, I can investigate. Cool. Should we help? Uh, I got an eight, so I would appreciate some help. <laughs> I got a nine, so I did not help. I got an 18, so... I got a 17, yeah. Oh, thank Christ, somebody did good. All right, so uh, the party enters this the seafood restaurant and begins looking around. Uh, I think it's Corton who who spies where everything went, where what was in here went, which is up to the rafters where there are things hiding uh, from you right now in the shadows. And I'm going to put one in to the roll 20. Yeah, do it. Is it cute? Is it cute? That's all you care about? Yes. Come on, rhino monster. Cute, 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 cute. Oh, it's a mephit! No, it's not cute. It's got a... It's a dust mephit! Okay, so what is hiding in the rafters of this restaurant is a gaggle of mephits. Mephits are one of the lower kind of elementals. Uh, At the very bottom is the ones we just call elementals, like Yuminyora. At the top, there's genie and genasi. And then below that is mephits. They are kind of goblin-esque, imp-esque. They are like skinny humanoids, really long noses, uh, little wings. Uh, They're like, you know, two feet tall, maybe. Uh, And they're they're silently watching you up in the rafters, hoping you would go looking in the kitchen so they could go out the front but with an 18 corton uh you look up <laughs> which was the the, the the secret to my puzzle here, looking <laughs> up um and you spot them uh and you can do something what if we all just turn up and look <laughs> everyone just looks yeah uh so this turns into a staring contest i'll say there is a, a wide variety of methods here uh you see uh because of uh they have the same kind of Genetic rules is genasi, so they can be all kinds of different uh, types. In fact, so some of the types of mephits you see, you see one uh, that is uh, lightning. It's a lightning mephit. It's like crackling with electricity. It has like a yellow skin. Um, it seems to be like almost vibrating. It's trying very hard to keep still. Uh, you see a mineral uh, mephit. It's obviously uh, a rocky kind of textured to its skin, but with all kinds of little geodes and uh, like prismatic kind of crystals on its skin, not the pink God King crystals, but just like uh, quartz and amethyst and pearls and so forth is like sticking out of its skin. As you see a steam method, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a little winged goblin guy who's just constantly letting off steam from his grayish body. Uh, let's let's say those are the three main types up here: mineral, lightning, and steam. Do they speak a language? Great question, um, because I think they, they absolutely do. They can speak a couple of different languages, but they all are like, uh, once you want, now you've spotted them. So they're like whispering to each other. Um, Is it in Terran or Primordial? Well, I'm, I'm going to cast Comprehend Languages, so it won't matter. Primordial is the language of elementals, and it's split into four main language groups, like fire, water. I thought water. I got it. Okay. Terran is within Primordial? Yes, that's exactly. You picked elementals as your favorite enemy, and so you got their language. It's primordial. Yeah, okay. I think you even got like a phrase book out of the Duke's library is how we flavored that. Yeah, so I, I, so then I can understand what they're saying. 
Yeah, and Corton, you can understand them uh, even better with uh, with the spell slot. Yep. Uh, so they they are talking amongst each other in primordial, and so but you can get you guys can understand this. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna speak to the, uh, for them as like one kind of gestalt voice because they all talk over each other. They're all talking at once very rudely. Oh, what do we have here? Look at these. Look at this. Look at that one. It's got so many arms. You got the. You like. I like the size of that one. Look at their tail. It's like a candy cane. It's like. Oh, that one's pretty hunky. Let me get a bite of that. Hi. Hello. Are you saying this in common or primordial? Primordial. Okay, so you look up at them and you're like, "Donde está el baño?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm a book. Hello, I would like to eat. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant meat, not eat. I'm not going to eat you. One of them, like, shrieks and jumps back, and they're like, It's Meeks! Uh, uh, hi. What's y'all's deal? We're here for the queen. Here for the queen. Here for the queen. What do you do? Whatever she asks. Oh, is it fun? <laughs> Tons of fun. We're here, and y'all seem chill, and we're cool, right? Uh, we're gonna roll insight to see how chill they feel. Twenty-three. Assuming you've communicated to us what they told you, what's this about Queen? We should probably ask about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lola takes the lead here. She gets a twenty-three. Um. She. she okay. So that's a very high roll. Um. One thing you know is that these uh, methods are not to be trusted. They will absolutely uh, uh, betray or backstab you at the, the slightest uh, provocation or notice or need. Uh, they don't currently have one right now because I don't know why that would benefit them, but they absolutely will. That's one thing to know. Uh, another thing to know is that uh, there's way more of them um, than they're letting on. I think w- with a 23, like how you understand this is like uh, they keep like feigning this posture like oh no don't attack i'm so weak i'm so fragile i'm scared <laughs> and oh game respect game um so the, they're they're all huddled up there uh, but you get the feeling that like some of them ran off when you just bar- barged into the restaurant and have gone to go get other methods so, so with a 23 uh you're not they're not gonna just kill you for no reason but if you give them a reason they will Alright, so we gotta be really careful because can't trust these guys. So what's what's about this queen they mentioned? Yeah, what's y'all? So tell me more about your queen. I'd love to hear about queens. I love a good queen. Yes, queen. Yes! Her queen consortliness. She's the best. She's the greatest. She's awesome. We love her. Oh my god. Oh, she sounds great. Tell me more about her. She's the she's genius, brilliant, a mind like a like a explosion. Wow. Oh, does she does she like a scientist? The best. Oh, what kind of science does she do? I love science. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. Foolish idiot, moron, dumbass. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm just an idiot. Do 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 do. She's the only scientist, the only one. Yes, yeah, it's illegal to be a scientist unless you're Denise. She's the only one allowed to be a scientist. Well, that's why I, was, that's why I got so excited because, you know, nobody can do science but the queen. And apparently she's here. We didn't realize she was, you know, doing the science. That's really cool of her. Wow, I love the queen. <laughs> wow, we, lo- we love her. 
We love her. We can't bother her. She's too stupid, too dumb, too dumb, too ignorant. Oh, no, we would never, we never, would never do that. Vindras is just in the background nodding her head as if she understands everything that's <laughs> happening. Just like, yes, 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 I, I agree. Get out of here, dummies. Where did you say the queen was again? Oh, say, yeah, yeah, just to keep us from bothering her, of course. Yeah, uh, which way would we go to bother the queen? I just want to make sure I don't get lost and bother her. I mean, come on. I'm so dumb, it's easy for me to get lost. The queen's in the shard. The shard. The shard. You can't go there. You'll die. You'll die. Bye. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. Cool. We're gonna die here. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's... There's more of them than they let on. We're going to die here, friends. As you say that too quietly for your microphone to pick up, uh, there's definitely cackling from outside the building as uh, more methods have showed up and they're laughing at you. We're going to die here. Clear. Yes. You and your sister have wandered onto the flats. Uh, you have determined that Amy's mother is a ghost and is somehow... Uh, influencing her daughter. Yep, Ghost Mom. The hit series. Ghost Mom. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Momscape continues. Um, do you have any particular <laughs> questions? Uh, Amy's just marching ahead. So where are we going? Mom says we have to go this way. But does she say what's over that way? She says it's a surprise. We're not really in the situation where we can rely on surprises. You understand how bad this all is, right? Amy flickers even more, like, very rapidly. And then she turns and looks at you and says, can I have my knife back? Uh, Uh, I need to hold on to it for a moment. (laughs) But what if the Duke comes after us? Well, we'll be shit out of luck at that point, and I'll give it to you back then, maybe. Biggest cost. As in, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, uh, when you say that, uh, Amy looks unsure. She holds up her mom's skull to her ear and listens intently, nodding every once in a while. Oh, God. Uh, And then says, all right, mom says it's okay. Come on. So what's what's your mom's name? I never learned it. My mom's name is Belle. That's a nice name. Do you, do you remember what she was like? Are you sure this isn't going to upset you? I knew my mom much longer than you did. I'm the oldest. I feel like this will be upsetting for you. Uh, Claire's just going to kind of shrug and say, well, it's kind of hard to feel much recently, so I guess not. You Wait, why is it hard to feel? Well, because I've had all the things I like in my life beaten out of me over these past couple months or whatever, how indeterminate training amount of time. So I really can't feel much one way or the other per se. My mother is a very passionate person. She's a fire genasi. She's a, she would never let anybody tell her what to do. She, she ran away from home to be with, to be with the God King. And then uh, as soon as she got tired of him, she ran off to join the Aethar. But I had to kill her so Father would trust me so I could overthrow him. It sounds like she was pretty cool. 
She's very cool. Is very cool. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> she holds the skull up. You hear that, Mom? Aww. Do you want a hug or anything? Uh, she takes the skull and like uh, d- d- makes it do a little smooch on your forehead. Oh, that's kind of morbidly adorable. Both adorable and horrifying. So I will keep that memory with me. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Belle. My mom says she can help you get what you want, but you have to swear loyalty to me. I mean, we're in this together, so it's really kind of all important that we're all on the same page anyway. But I'm going to be the queen, clear. It really doesn't matter unless the God King's killed, and we need every weapon we can get. Uh, let's see. Can you make, actually, a wisdom saving throw, of all things? Uh, nope, I botched. That is a flat zero. Oh, God. Holy shit, that's so bad. Um, okay, so what you feel right now in this moment, Clear, is a kind of coldness over your soul, over your heart, um, in a way that's very strange. As an ice genasi, you are immune to cold in all its traditional forms. But this is like a spiritual cold. Um, There's no other way to describe it than like a ghost passing through you for a moment. Um, Belle Wolfram, Amy's mother, is investigating you spiritually in the gray uh she wants to know if you're loyal to amy not just in that you ran away with her which is obviously a huge point in your favor um but in in your training uh amy knows you have to kind of give up everything in your determination to kill the god king and become a conduit but not your loyalty to your sister that's what she's concerned about both her and her mother are concerned that you will betray her in their uh their current state let's say and because you botched uh i basically this is like an inverse insight check uh she'll know if you're lying okay so we have established your plan is actually to support Mm corton this claim to the throne whether or not he wants it what do you what do you what do you think would you be willing to say honestly that you support amy all the way or would you lie about it or would you just tell her the truth that you don't think she's the a good fit for being a queen so what i'll say is clear absolutely is primarily focused on killing the god king and whatever happens after that she really has very little concern about she has no interest in taking any level of authority on her own she doesn't want to be the leader she doesn't want to be involved in leadership at all at this point Mm -hmm. because her her focus is that um i think she does not want to betray amy she's not like gonna be like well we're done with you disappoint you or anything like that I, i i don't know if there were theories of just killing her or imprisoning her or anything like that sabrina's not or clear rather is not in favor of that um but to the earlier point She's also lost a lot of her ability to kind of feel passionately about like relationships in the way she did before. So it's a little more muted than she'd like. We're doing a great job raising this child, Chris. Yeah. Uh I think for her it's that's where she is right now, but who's to say the more she dedicates herself to becoming this weapon 
the less she's probably going to care later on when the chips are down. Okay, that makes sense. So that her training has has worked in a sense, really refining what she cares about to just this one thing. Uh, so when Amy or her mother, question mark, asks you if you swear loyalty to the Liberator Queen, what do you say? If it gets me my conduit, then whatever. And so with the gr- the icy grip of Belle Wolfram's ghostly hand in your soul. Does she detect that you're being dishonest in any meaningful way? Or is it just like a dismissive, like, sure, whatever? Yeah. I, at this point, her mind is just... She she had moment of, a little moment of empathy there, which is why she asked about, uh, you know, what your mother was like and things like that, where she is trying to, like, calm the situation down. But ultimately, her focus right now is, like, look, we got to figure this thing out. And if you need me to swear loyalty to you, fine. But I got to have this conduit because we can't let all this work go to waste. All right. When you say that, Amy says, all right, my mother has her surprise for you now. Are you ready? I don't think I have a choice. (laughs) Uh, Amy stops running, uh, kneels down, uh, actually like puts the skull down on the ground, like gently and says, all right, mom, show her. And then you stand there awkwardly. Uh, nothing really happening. Uh, to make this the darkest comedy and there's nothing. She just stands there for a while until she dies. <laughs> no, she does stand there awkwardly for a minute. And then uh, Amy gets to that kind of manic expression she had when you cross swords with her in front of Duke Pendergrass. Uh, and she like drops down to her knees and begins clawing at the ground like a mole. Um, I'm gonna let her do this for a moment. Uh huh. But I will. Um, no, I'm just gonna say I'll let her do this for the moment. Yep. Uh, Amy just starts digging into the salt and just says, after a while of doing this quietly, she she looks up at you, still digging, and says, "My mom says there's a secret only the wives knew about. Uh, it's the it's the one thing that the Gog King's afraid of, and it's under the ground." Yep. Okay. Can I cast a chromatic orb with ash to help her dig through the salt? Yeah, absolutely. So basically what you're saying is you join your sister in digging. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So you watch her dig with her bare hands for a while, and then she sees you like charging up. Uh, an orb of of ash and she joins you and you do like a you know in Dragon Ball this is like one of the only things I know about Dragon Ball is they do a father son Kamehameha oh yeah at some point mm. yeah the basically the sister Kamehameha right now is like together you just fire a beam into the ground and you know basically incinerate several feet of salt alright if there's a fucking corpse underneath here or a dragon sure would be a bummer if they destroyed you know whatever it was that was down there in the process <laughs> just like burned right through it ah there it is the Fabergé egg that'll destroy my father oops we broke it <laughs> Amy laughs and says oh Claire we've got a long way to go it's quite it's quite far well how far is it? If we fall asleep here, we'll die. It's all the way down, Claire. Down where? All the way to the bottom. The bottom of what? Uh, when you say that, we cut back to the Mephits who are encircling the party in the seafood restaurant. And they're just saying, 
You dummies, you ignorant hicks, you hillbilly morons. Sure, yeah, it's me. The queen is so far above you, you'd never understand, never understand, never understand. Um, try me. Try you? Try you? What's that mean, try you? Try you? It means uh, explain and then we'll find out if I would understand or not. But we're the ignorant dummies. It's like a little game. Y'all like games? Yeah, a little game. A little game. We love games. We love fun. We love to have fun. We love to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's uh, try me. <laughs> well, uh, the methods all like talk amongst themselves. They're like chittering and whispering and uh, primordial. And one of them says, we'll tell you how to get to the queen. Right to her. Right to the queen. Right in the queen. The queen in the shard. But you got to answer one question. Uh... I feel like I'm walking myself into a trap here, but yeah. Is she allowed to confer? <laughs> oh, you're not going to get it right away. It's a big question. Big question with big answers. The hugest answers, the biggest answers. Oh, well, lay it on me. One question to meet the queen. Here's the question. What's the shape of the world? I'll get back to you on that. Hey guys, hey guys, what's the shape of the world? <laughs>